Boz. Welcome to the Land of Boz with Jeff Bosley. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Monday. Monday, October 29th. This is the Land of Boz. I am Jeff Bosley. And for those of you listening to this freebie, I really appreciate it. Hopefully you get hooked and continue listening to other shows because I try to make Mondays full of all sorts of loveliness. And uh, I also try to duplicate the effects the other four days of the week. So without further ado. Dude, Mondays is just terrible. I hate Mondays. I really hate Mondays. And that is right, Mr. Intoxication. Mondays is terrible. Uh, I have an awesome show for you today. Uh, today I'll be um, chatting with a friend, Alex, and I know this sounds quite nebulous, but I won't tell you much more about him until he tells me what I can tell you about him. Um, but in, before we get into the show proper, this is where I pretty much typically ramble, especially about things that uh, happened to me this weekend, including the ironic uh, bout of gout. I did not even plan those to rhyme. I don't know if that's cool or lame. Um, but for anybody that follows me, I'm active on Instagram a lot, uh, the Jeff Bosley. And, um, for those of you who don't know what gout is, I'll get into it actually in a fitness segment today, but basically it's, uh, it can be a quick, acute, uh, massive arthritis, like the stuff you see older people get where it's like crippling and painful. It's that it's astonishing. Had a fun bout of that. Um, I was contracted to guard a princess because of my little former Green Beret world, and uh, this happened actually a couple times, and so this will be kind of the meat of the pre-show. Um, wanted to talk about, um, as anybody who knows, I'm a veteran, uh, served in the Army Special Forces, and uh, I work with, uh, which I'll bring this up at the later this, I work with a lot of veteran-friendly or veteran-founded um businesses or I interact with them or I share their stuff or I support them, whatever. And none of this huge disclaimer is supposed to be, I use this word a lot. Am I using it right? Braggadocious or, you know, or bragging or whatever, but I'm going to use myself as a reference point because that's all I know. But I know without going in a laundry list of other people that are other people that mirror and emulate my similar, uh, handling of the following situation. I am getting sick of people, there are always good eggs out there and there are bad eggs out there, but I'm getting sick of the bad eggs. Individuals, companies, or businesses that tout that they're pro-vet and are only really doing that for the hashtags and the, at least my, this is a, a perception, and the followers and they're truly not trying to get that company business. Um, like I could think of a handful of businesses I use or I work with. I have a Green Beret friend who has a fitness company I buy stuff from. He doesn't send it to me for free. I buy it from him. Um, I've bought products from uh, Laser Hit Shooters. They are a, they're very pro-veteran. Um, I actually can't speak on behalf of all these people's staffs, but they might statistically have a veteran on their, on their uh, board or on their, you know, on their employee roster. And, um, I don't know. I this I saw this happen on. I can at least think of three distinct occasions, three distinct businesses, individuals, or companies that happened this weekend where it's blatantly obvious that by supporting troops or supporting veteran businesses, they pretty much mean I support these troops by wearing or showing off products or clothes that they gave to me for free. It's about it. Does that really, truly? 
and I, I again, I'm not going to name names or businesses or companies because the list was long. And then I started looking into it out of curiosity. And um, I'm, I'm truly noticing that are these individuals, businesses or companies actually donating time and money to veterans organizations or veterans causes? Or are they just sporting the free gear or equipment or tools or weapon stuff or uh, clothes? And is that it? Are they actually maybe going with the Patriot Guard riders helping bury veterans? Um, are they speaking at schools on Veterans Day? Are they uh, donating to vet- veterans charities? Um, you know, I kind of get sick of that. And for those of you that are the good eggs, good apples, or whatever the, the, the phrase is, Thank you. Uh, I don't really have a veteran business, but like I said, my Green Beret friend does. Uh, a lot of my friends do. And for those of you that support them, awesome. I know we live in the world of social media where, you know, sometimes getting tagged or whatever does support them, but I'm, I, it's kind of what it's run rampant. So for those of you that are the good eggs, thank you. Uh, but for those of you that are the bad eggs, kind of look at it. It's an interesting, um, look at it through critical eyes, uh, because, um, it's, it's the veteran flag, and I think some people try to fly it a little high when, in fact, people, businesses, companies, like I said, uh, but when, in fact, they're they're waving that flag pretty high and really aren't doing anything for veterans' causes or events or charities or bury, I mean, you name it. You know, uh, I don't know if this these companies or businesses or individuals or, or, or groups of things I I can't vouch for maybe their weekend stuff, but I pretty much only see them touting free swag or free gear or free stuff on their weapons. And are they truly, you know, buying the products? Are they going to the events? And, you know, and it's frustrating because uh, I, again, I don't run a veteran business, but if I were, I'd be a little miffed if people were uh, taking advantage of, especially if they were non-veterans or the company were non-veterans, they're taking advantage of the veteran, um, I'll call it the veteran flag. So for those of you that do it purely, if you will, uh, thank you. Um, means a lot to me and other vets. And like I said, I kind of don't have a, a dog in this fight because I don't have a veteran run business. So this is relatively objectively, I, I noticed this this weekend and I started paying way more attention to it and got a little bit more offended. You know, so um, if you truly want to get back, obviously the, the the easiest way to deal with veteran businesses is to buy their product. Uh, social media, you can share their product, you know, get more business to them, donate to causes, donate to charities. God willing, I really try to do this. This isn't like I'm better than anything, but like the thing I really love because I don't have money really is I love to give back time. Um, uh, like I said, I love going working with the Patriot Guard riders and, and helping bury es- or escort uh, service members to their final resting place. Uh, with the Gary Sinise Foundation, we do a lot of stuff with the uh, remaining World War II veterans. Um, with a place called Catch a Lift, we uh, really work hard at getting uh, people that are injured in combat or war in general, getting them into a fitness lifestyle. And uh, speaking at schools, I mean, you name it, if there's a way you can't financially help out, there's time. Time is money and money is time. So if you don't have the money, make the time. So I find that really important. I know a lot of veterans do it and it means the world to me to see it. And I know it means the world to the vets to have it done for them. So that's my little Monday ramble, but on to cooler, whatever stuff. One thing I want to uh, shout out is a 
Laser Hit Shooters um, is a, they're not sponsoring the show, so this isn't like a shameless plug, but they have helped me. Um, they've printed a bunch of the Call of Duty images that, um, of, for the images I was in. And they are, I have those pictures for a lot of people are wanting it for their kids or if they have like Uber Call of Duty boyfriends or girlfriends, I don't want to be sexist. I have those available. Just email jbosleyllc at jeffbosley.com. J, the letter J, last name Bosley, LLC, like a business, at jeffbosley.com. And uh, we'll get those pictures out to you. So thank you, Laser Hit Shooters. And I mean, really, again, not a shameless plug. They're not sponsoring the show, but the reason they came into my life is I bought their product and love their product. So for anybody that's into guns and dry firing and working from home on their uh, their trigger their trigger discipline and their um, their uh, anticipation of firing and all that, Laser Hit Shooters has an awesome product. And I mean, heck, I forgot this part. If you use my name, Jeff Bosley, and during the checkout, you get five bucks off. So super bonus. So huge thanks to them. Awesome perfect example of a very huge veteran supporting business. Um, I'm not even, I don't even have a product to sell and they've been massive supporters of mine. So it means the world to me. So the least I can do is give back to them. I bought their product and I love it. So if you like that kind of stuff, go buy their product. Yeah, that's my Monday. All right, let's get, uh, get on with the meat now. And here's a part of the show where I try to educate you while also entertaining you. Uh, and today, October 29th, we look at what the crap happened uh, on this day in history. Extra, extra, read all about it, life story of Playboy Penny, extra, extra. So today in history, um, rule number one is, uh, this is a set in other things, but I learned it in the little army green beret world, um, always look cool. And my mantra of this show is always be entertaining. And so that is why you will get a biased view of history because today was kind of boring. <laughs> uh, October 29th. Um, today in history, scrolling, scrolling. Today, 1929, Black Tuesday. It was the mark of the stock market crash, marking the end of the roaring 20s and the start of the Great Depression. That's pretty depressing, no pun intended. Uh, so that was way more recent than I really realized. So 1929, Black Tuesday. I read this one fast and, and, and giggled, although the facts itself aren't that funny. 1904, one-legged gymnasts win six Olympic medals in one day. I can't do any of these uh, events, let alone with one leg. It's astonishing. So that's pretty cool. And nothing else, really. Uh, I mean, okay, here's the last one. Leave it, try and end on a high note, I guess. Today, 1971, meaning Winona Ryder's in my age group. Huh. 1971 marks the birthday of Winona Ryder, also known as Winona Horowitz. Uh, I first became enamored with her uh, in Beetlejuice. And then I actually, there's a movie with her and Adam Sandler I thought she was really pretty in. So... Uh, Winona Ryder, happy birthday. If you're a subscriber, actually, since today's show is free, you can listen to this for free. So happy birthday, Winona. <laughs> That's really about it. Today in history is pretty uh, boring and not entertaining. So that was Today in History. And since it's Monday's show, which is, uh, I keep using the joke that it's the free heroin show, I'm going to cram as much into your earballs as possible so as to get you hooked and coming back 
and uh, getting at least four more days of this this wonderful addictive journey of heroin that is the land of Boz. Uh, and with that, I'll get a little mushy and touchy-feely here with uh, Jeff's journal. All right, today for Jeff's journal, uh, if you're only a Monday listener, shame on you. Uh, but if you are only a Monday listener and um, don't know what the crap I'm talking about, I always make the joke that it's not, I don't journal like Doogie Hauser. I don't write Dear Diary, but I do try to look at a journal as a way of setting my day up for a success or writing out a plan or things I need to work on to make myself a better person. Uh, a little bit more on the uh, spiritual, soul, inside, brain stuff. I know how to make my body better, but all the other stuff I'm still working on. And so with that being said, I touch on three things I definitely need to focus on. Gratitude, assertion, and action. And then I write down three things I want to focus on that day for those three uh, categories. Um, Today, gratitude. I am thankful for my resources. I think a lot of us probably take for granted the people uh, or even just things we have access to. Or just whether you're a resourceful person. I'm thankful for that. I think uh, my backgrounds and my careers and just my experiences have made me a resourceful person. Um, I make the joke, but basically, uh, I make shit happen and I can't do that alone. And so I'm thankful for my resources, uh, assertion, uh, for those of you who don't know, I do not like the word affirmation because it sounds weak and non, uh, non-committal assertion. It, it's assertive. You assert something. It sounds definitive and more steadfast. So today's assertion. I am better and stronger than my vices. And that's not like I'm sitting there doing cocaine in a gutter or those kind of vices, or I'm, you know, selling my body for the next fifth of Jameson. Uh, But it's just vices in general, bad habits or things that I need to work on. Um, So I just kind of was like, I just, I'm better than my vices. So maybe that's something you want to work on too, is, is that you don't let these inanimate objects or these things that are weaker than you as a human, uh, don't let them overpower you. You're better than that. And my action today is to stay on task. Um, I record these the day before and Sunday. I really just want to sit on my ass and do nothing. But I'm going to stay on task, get this recorded, get a bunch of other stuff done, and work, work, work. Because, uh, what is that, the idle hands or the devil's playground? That always sounded really weird to me. But regardless, that is today's... Yep, that was it. Jeff's journal. And now... Let's get into the funny. Uh, my guest later in this show today is Alex. And uh, as always, if the uh, guest is willing to play along, they are my victim for cowboy term or sex term. And how this works real quick is I'm going to read Alex a cowboy term or sex term. He is going to guess which category it is, cowboy or sex. And then he has to define it in a uh, dance around PG, PG-13 kind of way. And then you'll hear a sound that correlates with the right answer. So regardless of what Alex says, the sound associates with the right answer. So if Alex says cowboy and it's sex, you're going to hear Duke Nukem. If Alex says sex and it's sex, you're going to hear Duke Nukem. The sound you hear only associates with the right answer. And then uh, yeehaw is if it's a cowboy term. So with no further ado and tension, here's Alex and I doing cowboy term or sex term. All right, and like I said in the intro, we bring back cowboy term or sex term. Uh, 
luckily other people's favorite part, but it's becoming, it's way more my part favorite than anybody else's. And today's guest later in the show will be Alex, but I fast forward and bring him here. Alex is going to be playing Cowboy Turmer's sex term. What's up, buddy? Hey, what's happening? Huh. Hey, so uh, the rules are as follows. I already explained it in the intro, but real quick refresher is I'm going to say a term, uh, cowboy, and then you got to tell me if it's a cowboy term or sex term. And then you also need to back your play with what you think the definition is, while at the same time dancing around keeping it PG, PG-13. Okay. <clears throat> and then f- for those of you playing at home, so to speak, I'll edit in uh, the a sound that matches what what uh the the correct um correlation it there's not a right or wrong sound like a, a boo or a yay if you hear a yeehaw that means the term i said was a cowboy term and if you hear duke nukem saying i'm bringing sexy back that means it was a sex term <laughs> you, oh, you duke right. nukem familiar oh i love <laughs> nice okay so yeah and i was actually thinking about i was talking to somebody the other day i was like god that needs to be a movie they made everything else, every other video game a movie why not duke nukem it'd be rated x <laughs> Or NC-17. Um, oh, God, yeah. Yeah, that game would be pretty heinous. Um, all right, so we will roll into it. Okay, um, number one. There's only three, so let's see if uh, okay. what you got here. Number one, Cowboy Termer Sext. <laughs> I made these last week, and I already forgot them. This is awesome. Number one, Cowboy Termer Sex Term, Seeing Daylight, as in S-E-E-I-N-G, Daylight. Seeing Daylight, Cowboy Termer Sex Term. Okay, I'm going cowboy term. Okay, uh, and you thought yeah, your theoretical definition. Uh, it's yeah, like in the morning. Oh, no, God. Yeah, I'm going to stick with that. Like in the morning, like you guys are getting up, you're seeing daylight, and you're like, okay, time to rock and roll. Okay. Uh, and I don't grade you on your definition because that's just too astronomically impossible. I'll just grade you on ca- if you got a cowboy term or a sex term right. And it is, you're right, cowboy term. Sweet. So... Well done. Yeah, I tried, obviously, like, I'll try to cater to our inherent perversion and have people just automatically, I'm sure you did the same thing mentally. You're like, well, oh, yeah, if that were a sex term and you went down, you went down the, the sex rabbit hole, uh, but well, you stayed strong and went, and went against your urges. <laughs> the first thing that came to my mind, um, I'm like, oh, I'm like, that's not PG or PG-13. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing is I could still give you an, X, an X-rated thing and you still have to find a way to uh, define it. <laughs> oh, great. All um, right. But... I can read the I can read the cowboy ones because they're they're pretty innocuous. But seeing daylight is a rodeo term where the rider comes far enough off the horse that the daylight is seen between him and the animal. So that'd be a lot of the bucking sports for those uh, of you who are curious in the rodeo world. So well, I guess daylight, you could use that, that one. Typically, old. exactly. That could be both a sex term <laughs> and a cowboy term. <laughs> yeah, many many of these go both ways. No pun intended. Um, but yeah, seeing daylight could. Yeah, literally, yeah. I could just tell you right off the bat. The rider comes far enough off the thing, and it's daylight is seen between him and the other person. Yeah. Yeah, sex term. Sex term. <laughs> All right, so you're one for one. Uh, okay, number two. <laughs> Cowboy term or sex term? Medusa. Like the ancient Greek goddess or whatever she is. Medusa. Um. <laughs> uh. Am I pump faking you? Or am I am I double pump faking you? Um, I'm gonna go sex term. Um, uh, yeah, I'm gonna go sex and, term on this one. And then now I'm trying okay. to formulate how I'm going to explain what's going on. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. So here's what I'm getting at. Um, I'm gonna say Medusa because I'm gonna go along the lines of like turning something to stone. 
And I'm going to say like a lady who is so attractive, she just gets you rock hard. <laughs> Stone. Holy crap, dude. That is that- sex term. And you got the definition right. I'm yes. bringing sexy back. <laughs> um, I will read this uh, semi-verbatim because it's it's so poetically written. Uh, and again, everybody, I get these from websites that should not be in my search. Ha- if I happen to die, anybody, um, please disclaim this. If anybody comes to clean my house up, this, the search engine is purely for this show. Um, a Medusa. Oh, here's the slight uh, adjective, but you got the rest of it completely right. Uh, Medusa is an ugly woman who has the magical ability to turn a man's blah, blah, into stone. <laughs> Origins from the Greco-Roman oracle cult, which followers built up immunities to snake venom and use the porn against enemies. Yeah. So, Alex, two for two. Dang. I feel pretty good about that. I'm kept feeling bad about that, but also good. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, exactly. Am I proud that I got that right? <laughs> I'm like, who's listening to All right. that uh, I know? <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, it's the Monday show, so a lot more. Like uh, last Monday, I had like 200 downloads. So nice. Who cares? Yeah, I'll make sure my mom does. Uh, yeah, uh, cool. Exactly. <laughs> well, that's why I made it PG or PG 13. Is it's fun and kind of a joke you can tell your mom. Now you can go yeah. tell your mom what a Medusa is without actually saying what a Medusa is. Yeah, having to work um, that. Ironically, my mom was the first. Yeah, exactly. Mom, speaking of the you know dinner yeah. you just made, I'd like to tell you about a Medusa. <laughs> Uh, ironically, my mom was the first subscriber to this show, and she is a saint on earth, so I'm pretty sure she doesn't actually listen. <laughs> so <laughs> like, she just I'll did just it to like, support her poor little. Yeah, she's like, I'll support my little Jeffrey. <laughs> okay, number three uh, cowboy right. term or sex term? <laughs> hat bender. H A T space B E N D E R. Hat bender. Cowboy term or sex term? Um. Ooh, that's a tough one because I'm kind of going both ways on this. Inocuous. Uh, yeah, for sure. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with cowboy term, um, and I'm gonna say a hat bender is gonna be like um, you're watching something happen um, on the ranch that looks like somebody's about to get hurt or it's like a close call. So you're like, ooh, you kind of like you know hat bender, like you have your hat in your hands. All right, and later, <laughs> you're right, cowboy term, buddy. You're a hundred percent. You're a first hundred percent. Um, your, uh, your instinctive knowledge of cowboy terms and sex terms is strong. <laughs> well, I did. You're the Obi-Wan of, of innocuous knowledge. Perfect. All right, cool. Go on jeopardy with this. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, the definition of a hat bender is actually almost 180 degrees opposite though. It's a horse or bull that does not buck and just runs around the arena, which seems like it wouldn't be called a hat bender. Hat bender seems like it would be what you said. Yeah. But then again, we're not actually using this for knowledge. <laughs> True. So work that into your daily conversations. So that has been Cowboy Term or Sex Term. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for 100%. And one of the few things that is consistent in my life is fitness. And today I want to talk about two completely different topics that have to do with fitness. Okay. I'm going to get a Bowflex. I'm going to commit. I'm going to get some dumbbells. You know you can't eat dumbbells, right? Today, I've got two interesting things to talk about, and uh, they have nothing to do with each other, but there are two observations I had uh, this weekend. The first one's easy to hammer out real quick. Uh, For those of you who follow me or saw or heard or whatever, I had a little case of gout. It's ridiculous. Uh, Gout is basically arthritis, but 
fortunately for some people, myself included, is it's random and high. Many, many, many times it is uh, diet related. Um, some people get it chronically and are on meds for life. Luckily for me, I'm one of the people that gets it because of uh, an increase in something causing. Uh, look it up, but basically your kidneys, your liver, or both can't uh, filter or do right. And so for the lack of filtration, it creates um, uric, is it uric? I believe it's uric, urine, uric acid crystals in joints. And the damnedest thing is, is for some weird reason, it's at the base. Of, it's a lot of times it presents itself at the base of your big toe. Makes no sense. And it feels like you jammed your toe or you dropped something on it and it will, no joke, just sneak up on you within for me, it was within minutes. Um, I was just sitting there yesterday. I had a great day, a normal day. And then all of a sudden it felt like, you know, if you sometimes roll your toe and you need to pop it and then it feels like you get your range of motion back. It suddenly felt like that. Like I had stubbed or jammed my toe and I was trying to pop it all day. And the worse, the long, as the day continued on, the worse it got. And it was getting, it, it's, it's impressively, uh, uh, I don't want to say painful, but it's pretty painful. And it didn't occur to me just out of the blue. I was like, oh, hell, I bet this is gout. I had it once before, like in 98 or 99. Um, I was eating tons of tuna. Um, and I think that's one of the things, if you go online or look it up, is a lot of st- foods that are high in mercury or organ organ meats, I think they say. And I think tuna can end up f- doing that. Can it help? Can lead you to an a increased risk of uh, uric acid buildup, thus creating the crystals in your joint, and then having a bone of gout. So it's basically arthritis, inflammation of the joint. And I was textbook. The toe was red. It was swollen. Um, and but however, here's the thing. Here's where it's fitness talk. I don't. I like I consume alcohol, but I match it. I do the, if it fits your macros thing, I count it into my calories. I consume it. I still have all my main meals and I have, you know, one or two shots, not shots, but I'll have a, a, a single or a double, uh, or something at night or, you know, depending on how long the day was, I'll compensate and have a quadruple. Um, but the problem is, is I have not been drinking enough water. Um, and I'm, I'm almost certain that was the cause of it. One of the things that can cause it is, uh, is alcohol. Like it'll say less in your alcohol in consumption. And for me, since I wasn't drinking like tons of alcohol per se, I was drinking a disproportionate amount of f- water to dilute it. And, um, so sure as sure enough, um, I didn't have a drink the last two nights. So it was residual for maybe the night before or two nights before, but last night I hammered down a lot of water, tons of water. Um, and I took some anti-inflammatories, woke up this morning, the toe just feels a little stiff, but not near as arthritic and painful. So sure as shit, for those of you out there, if you get gout, uh, get rid of the alcohol. So I'm going to have to definitely uh, consider that as a factor. And But at the same time, I really, I normally am very good about my, my water intake, and I, wasn't, I was consuming maybe a third less than I normally do, um, really for no reason. I just haven't been ta- drinking as much water, so... That is gout. Uh, And number two, I want to talk about, it's kind of a rant, but I'm not really sure where it goes. Um, Excuse me. (laughs) I apologize. But um, I also don't mean it judgmental. (sighs) Now, look, I know personal training is knowledge-based. I mean, more or less, your knowledge of how muscles work, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Personal training is one of the few jobs where you are your billboard. And I'm not saying personal trainers need to look like Greek gods. 
uh, or, you know, fitness competitors or anything, you know, just being in shape or healthy, uh, is, is probably the bare minimum. Like if you're going into bodybuilding, you want probably something that has body built, uh, as a career, or that needs to be your coach, uh, not somebody that's never done it before. So obviously there's customizations and specific tailorings that you need to pursue, but just general fitness. I was looking at a personal trainer today at the gym. And again, I, I don't mean this judgmental, but this person was not healthy looking. Um, I, I'm not saying she didn't look like she didn't look like a great goddess or something like that. That's not my point. But she was quite overweight, um, quite unhealthy looking, and I don't know what to say about that. Like it's weird because it, it instantly conjured up the thought of, well, this is knowledge without application. Why? was this client who actually was in slightly just pure aesthetics. I don't know lab values or, you know, his cardiac uh, indicators and stuff like that, you know, you know, like a cardiac heart, uh, lab panel, but the dude she was training uh, just on the surface looked in more better shape than she was. And I'm not saying, you know, she needs employment. She has the knowledge. Don't get me wrong. But if, if you're not practicing what you preach, it's kind of, isn't that a a rule. I mean, shouldn't you be in like healthy if you're preaching health, um, as a profession? So I don't know. That was just an interesting thought. And I didn't really know what I was doing with it other than just running it by y'all. Um, and again, I don't mean judgment. The lady seemed very kind and sweet and I, I wish her well. I glad she has employment and all that stuff, but it, she wasn't living the lifestyle, uh, of, of health. I mean, or she wouldn't look that way. So I don't know. Just an interesting observation that I'm sure some people have had. So uh, let me know what your thoughts are. And lastly, before we get into my conversation with Alex, um, it's kind of a hybrid of uh, kind of the fan mail and my little uh, motivational corner, um, kind of an overlap of the uh, two worlds. So here is fan mail motivational corner. Ah! Oh my God! Here? I know him. So first I'm going to read uh, an email I received at uh, fans at jeffbosley.com. This is from an individual who subscribes to the Patreon page. Um, And she's been actually quite interactive. It's pretty cool. Um, And uh, this spawns kind of the talk. And uh, I'll just read it verbatim. Listening to your podcast is inspiring. Thank you, by the way. Uh, However, it also makes me wonder, what the hell? I gave up everything I wanted and lost my identity in a long marriage and a gaggle of children. For years, I've tried to climb back to where I want to be, and obviously these obstacles making it that much harder. Trying to raise children, being selfless, uh, but being selfish enough to take care of my dreams, goals, uh, and mental, physical health. If it was just me, if it... If it was just me, I would be in a different city living a different life. So how do I find that happy place? Or do I just have to sacrifice not only myself to them uh, to do what I need to do? I don't know. Just rambling. This is my new therapy. Signed, I won't say. Um, So that kind of brought up a motivation thing I wanted to talk about, or just kind of whatever you want to categorize it as, is talking about time, efficiency, and priorities. Uh, That kind of, this is ironically goes hand in hand. And, um... I believe, I believe she's a single mother and, uh, I don't know her personally, but I just know of her, her interactions in the past. And I believe she's a single mother. Um, and so, yeah, it's an interesting question and it's one I really don't have an answer to since it's just me and my dog. I can, uh, 
to use her words, I can selfishly do what I want with my career and my dreams and all that because I don't have lives to keep, um, you know, little humans to keep alive. And, um, yeah, I suck at keeping my relationships with, or I suck at nurturing and maintaining my family relationships, like my parents and my grandparents and my uh, sister and all that. So I need to do better at that. Um, but I, it's kind of weird because family always kind of is tolerable or, uh, you know, you have some, a little bit of time, but you know what? We're not getting any younger either. So that one's really eating at me. Um, but she has an interesting point is, is from the outside looking in, I have some friends that have kids and after, you know, like let's just go to the extreme that I know is pursuing either pursuing as being a coming a green beret, for example, or in pursuing Hollywood where, um, both those lives don't, aren't super conducive to raising a family. And then if you change that dynamic to being a single parent in those environments, holy hell, uh, I I don't have an answer for you. Um, I know some people that do it, but I also know some people that had to change their dreams. Um, and I, I think you're completely spot on. As you know, as a mother, you need to be selfless. But I also think it doesn't mean you're dead inside. It doesn't mean you're not allowed to be selfish and either you know self-care and or chasing or pursuing what you want to do with your life. Uh, but yeah, definitely having a human uh, to keep alive, it definitely does change the initial filter that you have to make all these decisions through. And I can't, I really don't know. And where it ties in with me is, is for me, I was looking at a lot of people, you know, talking about time and, and, and their priorities. And, and I look at everything I do, but the problem is, is I can't emulate your life having a child. Uh, I do via these pretty malicious filters of does this event or this whatever serve my goal or my dream or my greater purpose or my big picture. Uh, and so I look at things that way, uh, definitely a, a, an extreme sense of prioritization. Uh, that's why I have the word triage tattooed on my arm is to me, triage is the most, is the ultimate definition of, uh, of morbid prioritization. Uh, medically, for those of you who don't know, triage is literally looking at uh, injured patients, particularly for me in war, and deciding who lives and who dies, who you're going to treat, who you're not. You decide, okay, that guy's going to die. I'm not going to treat him, and I'm going to treat this guy I can save. It's it's pretty um, it's pretty uh, I don't know <laughs> intense. So I look at everything that way. Is does this you know, and that's to a fault. Um, is you know, I don't go out uh, when I do. I regret it. Uh, when I sleep in, I'm frustrated. Um, when I get behind, I'm more frustrated. Um, I try to quadruple, double, triple dip um, whenever I'm doing anything to be efficient. Um, time is really important to me. Uh, getting up the same time every day, hitting the gym every day, all these things are extremely important to me and uh, the way I live, relatively inflexible. Um, and that costs me friendships and relationships for a fact. Uh, but with all that being said is I don't have a kid. I don't have kids. Um, I feel bad actually when I neglect Izzy. I mean, I take care of her obviously, but I like, I like hanging out with my dog. Uh, but I feel bad when I don't hang out with her enough, but she's a dog. I, I don't know how to, the proverbial word balance. I don't know how to integrate the way I am. And then if I had to have a kid, um, and so it's a really interesting thing. It's a conversation I'd love to continue on, on Patreon or on email or how, however, but I'd definitely be curious. Um, I know Alicia, my friend, she's been on the show before she has three kids and she has a crazy career and she's an amazing mother. So I'd be curious her thoughts. Maybe we, you know what, actually we should bring her on and we'll talk about this. So, uh, we'll go to her because she's kind of the better example of how to do that because her career is no joke. She's, and it requires traveling, which is even bigger, no joke. So, 
Um, we'll bring on Alicia. She'd be a good person for this because she's definitely not me in the sense of she's much more positive and optimistic and uh, probably a better person to represent the mother, uh, the single mother with kids scenario and still pers- still being, I, don't, I, I get what you meant when you use the word selfish, but also still being selfish for lack of better terms. So uh, we'll bring her on, but it's an interesting talk. Um, and uh, we'll, to be continued, this is a really good topic. So thank you so much for writing in. <laughs> And lastly, this is going to be a good long show. Give your Monday freebie people a good good bang for your, uh, I don't, I can't say buck because it's free, but a good bang. Um, lastly is uh, every day I try to bring on a guest, a friend or something that, you know, because it's, it's not all about me. It's about diversity and entertaining y'all or educating you all. And in this case, Alex is entertaining and educational. Um, as creepy as it always sounds, I met him online, but in this day and age, how's that not the case anymore? Um, he is funny as hell. Um, his Instagram stories make me roll all the time, uh, out of multiple times out of sympathy and empathy. So super good dude, super good husband, super good father, very entertaining. Uh, and then also we get into, um, answering a fan email about, um, purchasing a weapon for the first time. Uh, and we don't get on like some sort of political stance, but we get into a pretty good, um, black and white things to consider to try to educate the newbie. Uh, when it comes to purchasing a firearm for home defense. So here is my conversation with Alex. What? Did we just become best friends? Yep. All right. And as always, one of those friends I use to just take advantage of myself, of them for my own entertainment is my buddy Alex, who every time I say this, it sounds dirty, but I met online. <laughs> uh, what's up, buddy? On How's Instagram. It going? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm doing well, man. How are you? <laughs> Good, thanks. Um, well, I'll just... um. I, I, I kind of introduced you a little bit before this part of the show started, but uh, tell us what you're willing to tell us about your life. Because right now, I, I, I think uh, we currently have you listed as secret agent man with a disco dancing emoji. <laughs> okay, perfect. So I appreciate you, you know, out the gate, not putting porn star. Because um, I'd like exactly. to keep that to myself. Well, I have an ego. Like but... You'll notice I normally only, mostly only interview women. And so you're one of the few men that made it through. <laughs> Oh, perfect. Okay, cool. All right. Well, I appreciate that. Sorry about the videos I sent you. Uh, uh, yeah, so, no. uh, well, I am, uh, I'm 30 years old. Uh, I have my degree in psychology from Cal State Fullerton, um, oh, I where know. I was working with uh, mostly autistic two- and three-year-olds. Um, after that, uh, I decided that I wanted to get into um, something a little more, you know, still helping people, but a little more physically oriented. So mm-hmm. I, uh, I'm now a police officer. Gotcha. Cool. Yeah. Uh, here uh, in California. Yeah. That's, and that's kind of where, um, I overlapped with our knowledge and I honestly, because, uh, you do keep semi private and I know I had like friend request you and I think it was because we are mutual. I want to say, uh, I always say his name wrong. Kawa, the, the shooting school. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's maybe why I overlapped or something he reposted. And then, uh, if, if you ever are fortunate enough to get into Alex's world, sit down and enjoy the YouTube-like adventure that is, <laughs> is a day in the life of... The rambling. <laughs> oh, it's, it's epic. It's astonishing because for whatever reason, these are the same uh, kindred mind thoughts that I've had throughout my days. Um, but the first thing... Again, we have no real agenda here. I want to talk about the psychology thing. But the first thing I want to address as far as the silliness is... So today on Alex's story, he talks about going running today. And I hate running, and I'm sure you love running too, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, my favorite. I enjoy every second of it. <laughs> <laughs> you do it because you have to. <laughs> yep. 
I actually was asked by like some veterans charity if they're like, will you do this? It's called, I think, a ranger run or something like that. And my first question is, how far? And it was over a mile. I was like, I'm good. Oh, my knees. No. I was yeah, like, I'll, work, no. I'll work the booth. Yeah, I was like, yeah, can I work the water can- the water thing as you go by? <laughs> um, but Alex is going for a run today, and I this surprised me. You were talking about running in boxers. How do you do yeah. such a masochistic uh, – justify that for me. This is adult land, but I'm, I, I don't – what? <laughs> okay, no, no, no. Uh, so a little context. So I, I wasn't just running in boxers. Okay, <laughs> touche, <laughs> touche. I stand corrected. There. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, what I was doing, what I was saying was, I, I wanted to go for a run. You know, Sunday morning, I'm like, all right, I better knock this out. Just get it done. Get it off of my plate. So I go to my drawer, and I haven't done laundry in a couple of days. And I look in there, and there's nothing. There's like an odd number of socks. There's like just random shit that I didn't even know I had just like in there, but there are no, no boxers. And I was like, Oh man. I'm like, all right, well, I'm like, I can make this work. I go to my, my next drawer and I find some like joggers, but they're gray and they're very form fitting. So they're like 80s, so I was like, 80s sweatpants joggers. Yeah, I'm like, exactly. I'm like, this is not going to work. <laughs> I have to run by a school. <laughs> so, well, enjoy that so one run because you will be banned after that. Yeah, exactly. So I'm looking, I'm like, all right, I need to have something else. And I find some compression shorts. And any guy will tell you, dude, A, I don't even know why I have compression shorts. And B, they are the most uncomfortable things ever, right? Like, unless you're forced to wear them, like you're in the military or you're in like academy or something, you, other than that, you shouldn't even own these things. So anyway, I had to make the determination on whether or not I would just quote unquote, you know, kind of go without, go commando. Run for Yeah, or rock, uh, rock some compression shorts. And so, what'd you go yeah, with? Because I knew I wanted to ask you, so I, I quit watching after that. What'd you end up going with? <laughs> All right, be- so what I told everyone was I just ran without pants, which, which I did not do. <laughs> but I, I, I rocked the compression shorts, and I was just, I was just miserable the whole time. I, yeah. uh, I tried without. I walked into the bathroom, looked at myself, and realized that I was going to probably be arrested or stopped for this. <laughs> so I just threw out the compression shorts and took off. Now, see, that's where you lost me is because, okay, I'm with you on the compression short argument. That's I'm not understanding that. Now, hopefully you're not this guy too because i got to ask you this. As far as compression, completely agree, whether it's a sport or some weird activity or whatever. I will never, ever, ever understand the compression pants, tights, whatever, under shorts. I don't get that. So that, Yeah, that, that's that, a mystery for me too. Okay, if I think you it's do more it, like an I'll aesthetic respect. than anything. Yeah, fine. That's just weird to me, but I'm not judging. None of this show is judgment, only mockery. <laughs> but like, well, so I wouldn't admit it even if I did at this point. You said, yeah, it exactly. I kind of did paint you in the corner, like you better not freaking show you wear these things. But like, yeah, no, so, not me. <laughs> I get the compression short argument, but you lost me at a preference preference between compression shorts, and to me, boxers are free balling. So that's where you lost me, is because I don't know. You must have a great rhythm or something because (laughs) (laughs) like when I, if I ever ran in boxers, I I think that would be almost more, uh, more grounds for you to be dismissed from being near that school for the next 20 years, like 500 feet distance. Like that seems more, uh, dangerous, more floppy for lack of better terms. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. You know, fortunately enough, I, uh, yeah, you know, for my training experience, I decided that that would not be the best option. 
Okay. And so I went with pants today. Fair <laughs> enough. And I did not, I don't know. We have a slight age gap, but not a huge one. Did you watch Seinfeld growing up? Oh, of course. At all. Okay, so you put something about like uh, the, the temperature, and the first thing I thought of was when George Costanza was, was like, I was in a pool. <laughs> that was exactly, that was the reference I was going for. Oh, beautiful. Like I said, great minds think alike. Exactly. <laughs> well, yeah, the man. cool thing Seinfeld, about Alex like is, I, go ahead. Oh, I was just saying, like, Seinfeld, like, great show growing up. Um, I was a really homely child, so I had to develop a bit of a personality. Um, and, you know, Seinfeld was like, okay, I can recycle some of these jokes. And I'm far enough away in age that, you know, the people around me wouldn't know. So. Oh, so you're just basically stealing old material and making your own. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yes, well, yeah. Yeah, yeah you, you did put a spin on it, so it wasn't overtly George Costanza. Um yeah, because and this is just I'm trying to paint a picture because I'm definitely gonna we're gonna do this more than once. Uh, but yeah, homely. I'm again totally uh, hetero here, but Alex is not a homely, dude. So maybe you must have been ugly and got better looking. I don't know. So like, yeah, it's that whole yeah. That's exactly what happened. Like I just woke up one day. I was like, hey, I'm like okay, see what's going I'm on. Not here. too shabby. <laughs> but uh, the one thing... I see when I turn the lights lower, I get better looking. Exactly. <laughs> the, fast forward to married. <laughs> yeah. Um, exactly. But like uh, the one thing I'll always relate to, especially now that I moved to California, and uh, <laughs> it's your constant struggle with the farmer tan. Like, there's Dude. not a day that goes by where I'm like, I'm with you, brother. I'm totally with you. And the here's the thing is, this is me on the outside looking in. It's always in your Oakley tank top. That's a little gay me to admit, but it's always in the Oakley yeah. uh, the Oakley tank top. That is like it's almost becoming a new character in your Instagram stories. <laughs> Okay, I love that tank top, I can't, and my oh, no. wife hates it. <laughs> oh man, she's tried so many times to like murder that thing. Like, I'll fight it in a trash can. I'm like, oh no, it's still good. She's like, no, it's not good. Like, so now it's almost a point of defiance. Like, like, you're not ever. Yeah, it really you, is. That, well, as any man should, just sheer defiance. Yeah, that's all I have, uh, man. It's that. And I have my dog and my Oakley T-shirt. That's all I have. <laughs> Which, by the way, to continue painting a picture, only out of comedy, Alex is a very smart, intelligent, competent human being of a man. Uh, but I'm only going to pick on the funny stuff to me. I also like, uh, speaking of your dog, um, you had a picture with your dog. It looked like, I don't know, were you born and raised in California, if I can ask? Or uh, yes, I was. Okay. So I was born in Idaho where I wouldn't, or I, I was like, spent most of my like college or uh school days in Idaho so it wouldn't be abnormal to see a senior picture with somebody with a pet an animal so when you posted that picture of you and your dog I was like Jesus that looks like a senior picture of where I'm from <laughs> yeah well okay so we were taking uh, like our Christmas photos right and you know my wife like she's much she's disproportionately better looking than I am so like she's well, yeah, you over guys there will see. yeah everybody up. will see when I posted the picture of Alex that's not that's it looks like a picture that came with the frame like <laughs> but well, it's, and she's a professional man so like she's doing all this stuff she's moving and i'm just standing there looking like nosferatu in the background like <laughs> is this what you want me to look like you know nice. so she's there with my daughter they're looking great i'm in the background looking creepy and i was finally like hey like can i have a picture of my dog because i feel like at least that's kind of like a little bit more even <laughs> so yeah i got my uh, my senior pics of my dog Dude, that's astonishing. You know what sucks though is uh, you've known us long enough for me and my life, uh, more or less. Like, because we had to put that dog down a 
about a year ago. And so like I did the same thing after we put that dog down. I actually put a backdrop up, set up a nice camera and took senior portraits with my currently alive dog because I was like, oh God, death is inevitable. <laughs> Must get pictures with all yeah. living things. <laughs> you know, like, so oh, I do a hundred percent. Like, and especially as a dog. Yeah, I'm a, oh yeah. Like my parents are getting older and I'm, you know, all my family, my grandparents <laughs> and all that. But I don't pay much attention to that. I just look at my dog and I'm like, dude, is that a gray hair? Like, shit. <laughs> my dog's going. Oh, yeah, trust me. Yeah. yeah. I'm a walking ball. Uh, you've known me for a couple years via at least social media, but um, my dog has almost died at least three times now. So, yeah, the slightest thing, like the other day, she had like a, a burr a, or um, like a little one of those things that dogs get in their bottom of their feet from running in the fields and started limping. Oh yeah. And I'm like, you know, cocking my gun going, Oh, this is it. Old yeller. <laughs> like, oh wait. I was like, yeah. Oh, there's just something in her first. She's actually not dying. <laughs> She's probably terrified of you, man. Exactly. <laughs> she doesn't show anything. She's like, no, I'm cool. I'm good. Like, <laughs> I'm good, bro. I'm good. No, it's in fact, yeah, the other I'm way fine. around is, is, and everybody thinks I'm the too extreme until I prove them wrong is she has, she has no sense of self-preservation. So I actually don't do it for her. She will die. You know, she'll actually, oh, yeah. she'll chase something, a shiny object until she smokes herself. Like she won't come in for water. She won't stop until I make her stop. And then she'll come in and drop like I had been running a canine unit for like, you know, 10 operations. She's, she should be dead. Um, oh, but dude, thing, I, I have a story for you about yes. uh, a dog that runs too long. So, um, my wife was living in LA. I go up there. My mom got some tickets to like, uh, oh god, one of those sh singing shows. I don't remember which one. Um, <laughs> one of, but you know, something. What are that, you, an eighty-year-old man? What are those well, shows where they like, sing? Animal. Like a concert? Yeah. Is that what yeah. you mean by like a singing show? <laughs> no, no, no. Like, uh, um, like America's Got Talent, but uh, what's the oh, one? Okay. Uh, I was like, <sighs> one of those singing shows where they have bands. What are them singing shows? Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, yeah. America's Got Talent. I got gotcha. you. One of those. Yeah, yeah. So it was like one of those. Um, but anyway, so I go up there to go to this thing, uh, you know, Bonnie experience. And uh, <laughs> my wife's parents are up there with their dog who's like 15. Like, this dog is ancient. It's oh. a golden retriever chow mix. <laughs> so it's already like, you know, she's way past her prime. And uh, they're like, oh, like, you know, can you babysit the dog for a little while before you guys go? I'm like, all right, yeah, it's fine. So let her take her into the backyard. And we're off of, uh, I think it was like Beverly. So we're like right in the center of freaking L.A. Yeah. And like the Grove is across the street, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. it's just everybody in LA is there. So I take the dog in the backyard and she's like, looks at me with this like super defiant look and just takes off. I've never <laughs> seen this dog run before, but dude, she starts booking it. I'm like, what the hell? So I start, you know, tearing ass after the dog and I'm running down the street, dude, an hour and a half goes by where I'm chasing this dog all through that park. That's right there. All down the street of Beverly. Dude, it's a freaking nightmare. And so I'm running, I'm like all dressed up because I'm going to this, you know, this show in like an hour. So I'm sweating, you know, I'm finding homeless people. I'm like, did you see a dog? And they're like, oh God, <laughs> you know, like, where'd it go? And they're like that way. And they're all pointing in a different direction. So freaking like an hour and a half goes by. I finally like I'm finding this dog and I am like, I'm totally gassed. And this dog is tired and I'm just waiting for her just to die. So that way I can like collect the body and come back and be like, here, I did my I did, job. I did what I could. So I did. So finally she gets stuck behind a dumpster and I just like Spartan kick the dumpster into her. Right. Just to kind of like pin her, not to hurt her. Yeah. Just yeah, to make sure squishy. she stayed. Yeah. Yeah. So I get the dog, bring her back. And now everyone shows up and they're like, all right, you ready to go? Giladucci? I'm like, uh, <laughs> no. I'm like, I have, I am sweaty. Like, yeah, I you probably no look like you have malaria. Like, yeah. It's just, it looks really bad. 
And so I'm like, no, I can't go. And everyone's like, well, come on, you know, you got to come with us. Well, Jacqueline's neighbor upstairs uh, is sort of like, a, he's in a band and all that, you know. And uh, it's like, he plays more like 80s music. So his uh, his style is kind of along those lines. Okay. And he's like, oh, I got a pair of pants you can borrow. I, knew it. I, knew I was it. like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Dude, these like freaking crazy, like, I, I don't even know how to describe them, but they were just not my style. So my whole wardrobe was this like really ridiculous looking like shirt and pants. <laughs> I should, guy, I have no business wearing the guy, the guy with like the farmer tan line wearing a, you know, your business up top eighties on the bottom <laughs> sweating, exactly. like, sweating yeah, like was, yeah, malaria. Yeah. So it was not a good look. Well, we get over to uh, American idol. That's the one. So we get over oh, okay, to American yeah, yeah. idol and uh, they're like picking people. They're like, okay, you're going to sit behind, you know, the judges cause you're oh, not okay. awful looking. And so we're standing there. I'm still sweaty. I'm falling apart. And they're like, you and you. And they point to my wife and I. They're like, come over here. They put us right behind all the judges. I am going to so, find this screen grab. I will, I'll see if I can find it for you. But it's, oh, God, uh, it's not yes. great. <laughs> no, that's exactly why it needs to be found. <laughs> that's awesome. They're like, oh. they're, well, for my little experience playing in Hollywood is like they never want to upstage the famous people. So they, I don't, oh, I can't explain I your wife. I was really good about myself. Yeah, no, I was like, I think it's the other way around is your wife brought, you know, would bring eyes on and then they, that person would wander and go, oh, look at the guy with her. Oh, look at Simon. So it was kind of, yeah. <laughs> they were creating like, like oh, an ocular, an ocular, <laughs> yeah, exactly. An ocular like targeting pattern. They were very wise in their choice. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. My dog, uh, she, uh, the last time the one of no, she's had knee surgery, but before that she, uh, she'll chase shiny objects, like things that nobody knows. Like I always joke that she sees dead people and, uh, the dog tags on her, literally her dog tags on her collar will create a reflection and she'll chase that. And if I don't stop her, she'll chase it until her body gives out or, um, gnats, you know, the flies you see on the grass, like just those little grass gnats that you can barely see. She'll chase the shit out of those, but we were at a pool uh, like a friend's backyard and there's a pool and she's just having fun running around. She doesn't play with other dogs or other people really, but she's just like OCD compulsed with shiny objects. And it wasn't until she ran the pads off of all four of her feet that I realized she was chasing all the glimmering coming off the pool. So she literally oh, ran dude. her, she ran her paws raw and the entire time she was doing it, I was like, guys, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of worried about my dog. Let me, let me chain her up, a, you know, chain her up to the, you know, leash. And I was like, oh, you're, worrying like a little princess fast forward yeah, four hours fun, yeah. yeah fast forward four hours my dog has no feet so yeah she uh she's gonna i'm gonna die before her at this rate but uh <laughs> on the speaking of your christmas pictures i know you'll value this um my at the time wife now ex um years ago and when i was stationed in north carolina we took we weren't planning on having kids or whatever i don't know what her, her plans were but like we didn't have kids so we did the cliche lame married couple dog pictures and we had two like oh, yeah. like yours giant black labradors sure as shit uh both of them i don't this was uh disgusting but both big male boys in our christmas pictures all had the big old red lipstick <laughs> so dude I, I had to photoshop our christmas cards which means i had to go in zoom in on both brian and rox's dongs and pixelate them and one by one get turned red pixels into black pixels <laughs> Oh, wow. Dude, my, my dog did the same exact thing for ours. I'm like, what? He's like, I just love Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> like, There's just something about the season. It just gets me so erect. I really, really like it. Just, man, it just turns me on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to go to a little bit more serious talk. Um, All right. 
uh, now that we've discredited ourselves for the following real topic, um, somebody wrote in, I kind of briefed you a little bit before we started, uh, but I won't name names on who it was just cause I don't know if people want to keep it anonymous, but, um, now that, now I went to all that work to find it when we were talking. Okay. So somebody wrote in and, um, a lot of people have asked, actually asked this, and this was going to be a topic. I was going to just ramble on alone, but I figure, uh, Alex is, we can ramble together. Yeah, exactly. We can at least two heads are better than one. And Alex has a little bit of professional, uh, experience with some of this stuff and I'm not asking him a little, I don't know if I have to legally say this. This isn't legal advice. <laughs> this is personal yeah, tact, personal tactical advice. Um, as cause he, like he mentioned, he is a father law enforcement. Um, uh, but somebody wrote in and said, basically she lives in Maryland with some of the strictest gun laws. And I believe Alex and I have equally California strict gun laws. I mean, I think you as the police officer, you know, law enforcement, you can be a little, you can't do, I can't do it. You can do off duty. But, yeah. um, so her and I are more like, uh, brother and sisters in, in, well, I shouldn't say in arms because we can only carry a spork. Um, but she says, however, I live alone and uh, crime isn't getting any better here. She said, Maryland. Um, but I want to purchase a gun for home. Do you have any recommendations for the type of gun for someone who is new to guns? I've tried different types and I want knowledge before I purchase. Um, and so Alex and I wanted to talk about that. Um, I'll kind of really quick list my bullet points and then I'm sure you'll have definite similar or expanded bullet points. But my first thing, and I'm sure Alex will agree is classes. <laughs> Sadly, yeah, you can buy 100%. guns without training. Uh, obviously there's like background checks, but they don't, there's no like, Hey, have you taken courses to buy this weapon? I've, I've done it myself. Luckily I knew what I was doing, but I've witnessed and I've seen a lot of people buy guns that literally have never held a gun outside of like the, if they're doing concealed, depending on the state you're in, like, you know, that obligatory, what do you do? You like send, yeah, like send like 10 rounds. Yeah. You send 10 rounds down range after the, the book part of class. And then they're like, Oh, you, you're, you're licensed. Um, good yeah. To go. Have fun. yeah, exactly. Uh, so yeah, my first thought was classes. I assume you think the same is yeah, some sort of, some sort of education. And then now this is definitely where Alex and I, we, we have to like think differently is I don't have kids roaming around my house. And to my knowledge yet, despite Izzy's attempt at dying, she can't manipulate a trigger. So when yeah. I was, uh, all of this, I'm speaking past tense because in California, I can't do any of the following. But when I was elsewhere, Colorado, pretty much every state I've lived in, but California, I always had a weapon completely I hate, I hate the phrase, even though it's accurate, locked and loaded, whatever. I had a bullet in the chamber, mm -hmm. uh, ready to roll. Um, and before, and so that obviously is where we'll deviate. Like I had it sitting on my nightstand, ready to roll. You obviously with a small human roaming around would advise against that. Yeah. I would. Or, or what do you um, do? Do you do the safe thing? Or if you may, if you don't mind me asking. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so there's, I mean, there's a couple options you can go for. Um, before we had our kid, I was the same way. Um, yeah. I would just have my gun out. Uh, the only two people in the house who I had to be concerned about was myself and my wife. For sure. And, uh, you know, her, you know, we went over gun safety and everything. So she just wouldn't touch it. You know, yeah, that's no how my, in, my at the time wife was it. too. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, she's cool with it. But, you know, for her, she's like, I don't, I don't really want to have any interaction. So yeah. that was fine for us. And since this lady's living alone, you know, she can make that determination. But uh, yeah. I, uh, I have a couple of different... <laughs> Like they're placed in different spots throughout the house, so that way I can you know access them you know when I need to. You, but yeah. um, for I, me, for me right in now, Colorado, I was the same way. I, I was like I was like uh, Boondock Saints, where I had to have a back off. Like as I'm retreating into my safe room, I had to you know I'd have weapons to choose from, like the Punisher or something. So 
you know. All right. I'm, Where's my if, rope? <laughs> exactly. I, where's my frag grenade? I need that in the kitchen. Yeah, oh, man. <laughs> Check till somebody in my house on my rope. <laughs> <laughs> you and your fucking rope. Um, exactly. So, yeah, you uh, did that until you had the midget, and then what? Or small person, middle, yeah, middle person. Yeah, so, um, so she... Uh, she's only you know she's only two and a half years old so she can't really uh reach very high yeah so now like we have uh, height is our advantage so we can keep yeah. up and away from her for sure. but um for myself like having like the little biometric safes are great yeah. that's a good yeah. option because you're not anybody who like wants to go for finding a key or um like trying to like manipulate like a master lock or something oh, in yeah. the middle of the night when yeah. somebody's like barreling down your house yeah. you're not going to be able to do that you know and that's one thing motor function is gone yeah and that's one thing i was about to say and i've touched on on uh, another show i think actually with the guys from fieldcraft advantage or field uh fieldcraft survival is for those of you who don't know or think you know is even some of the finest trained people and individuals on the planet when they go to when you drop down to caveman mode you better have a huge awesome foundation if you're your average joe blow with a weapon in a safe next to your bed or whatever you got to make this bare minimum simple. And that's where <laughs> Alex is saying is back before they had and biometric for those of you who don't know, uh, it's a finger, you know, it's literally a fingerprint or it's some sort of finger tapped, uh, combo, which to me, I don't know about you, but that's mm-hmm. still asking a lot under duress. Somebody's kicking in your door. Oh, you're yeah, suddenly you're going to, you're going to forget how to play the little piano code. So, um, keep it, keep it simple, stupid. So that's what he's mentioning as regards to those biometric safes. It's a fingerprint, literally. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, that's, yeah. And if I had kids, I would be the same way. Um, and, uh, again, this isn't legal advice, but Carol, you, I just said her name, whatever. Um, but Maryland, I can't speak on, but for sure. Now this isn't legal, but also check your laws as far as what you can actually do with staging your weapon. Like in Colorado, yes. North Carolina, I know I could legally just have that sucker sitting there ready to roll. I know in California you can own guns and I'm not quoting this legally, because I just have them all locked up anyway at this point, because I just know it's nearly impossible in California, so Maryland um, might be the same. Is You have like yeah, you can't have the... Yeah, obviously they're hugely different, but I think in California it's something like you can't have the weapon next to ammo, and the ammo has to be locked away. And so uh, Maryland person that wrote this, check your laws, because all this stuff we're saying, it, it might be moot if, if it all has to be locked up anyway, which obviously that goes in the whole other argument as far as people that believe that that's absurd if somebody's breaking your house to have everything locked up. Um, uh, it's definitely one of those, you know, better to be judged by 12 than carried by six sort of things. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. And I've always been that way too. And for those who've never heard that phrase, welcome to uh, the gun world is, is if you can with a clear conscience, do what you think is best for you and your family. And then, I mean, I know like if anything goes down in another state, again, I'm just freaking really in my more, uh, gun friendly States that I've lived in is do what you do, what you choose to do, what you feel is your legal, right? Set that weapon down and be prepared to go to jail until they can figure it all out. Um, basically. Uh, but yeah, so that kind of addresses having a weapon at home, uh, putting it in a safe, I, you know, and all that. Um, and then now here was a good one. And this kind of ties into the type of gun. And she said for recommendations for type of gun for someone who's new to guns. And for me, uh, you probably gonna be the same, but you have the parent twist is for me. Um, I, the land of Oz is not sponsored by Glock, but I wish he was. I love Glocks because there's for the uh, for the woman who wrote in, Glocks is a brand of gun and there's no safety and not that's not to say they can just fire on their own. They have like a correct me if I'm wrong if you know. I think there's three steps like three sequential steps in the trigger mechanism that require it to fire, but there's no actual little latch or lever or button like a safety. So 
The reason I like yep. those, I'm just going to start calling her Maryland. The reason I start, I like those Maryland is because I pick it up and I pull the trigger. That's all there is to it. If somebody's breaking the house and I didn't have a safe and I didn't have kids, I pick it up and point and shoot. Nothing to mess around with. Before I had a Glock, I had uh, a Colt 1911, which has like a safety and it has like a pressure safety on the, and so it was asking a lot of, if you're in an emergency, it was asking a lot. So I hate safeties for that reason. Yeah. But having kids and, ha- you know, that might be a different thing. And then, uh, you know, as law enforcement, you, I don't know how it re- works with you, but what's, what's your preference for uh, a newbie gun owner or what is So I definitely, uh, yeah, I concur. Um, I like anything striker fired. Uh, I'm a huge fan of Glock. Uh, I owned a bunch of Glocks. Um, my GD weapons, a uh, Smith and Wesson MMP. Mm-hmm. So, you know, very similar, different trigger, but, uh, you know, striker fired, no safeties on there besides, you know, just you pulling the trigger. Yeah. Um, but they are like, they're safe. Like it's not just going to go off. Yeah. Um, yeah. The Glock has like some name for it, like the Glock safe trigger or safe. Yeah. Some, something in there, uh, which basically prevents it from being able to discharge without you getting on the trigger. Yeah. Like you can drop, um, uh, so yeah. uh, Maryland, you can drop, uh, I mean, I wouldn't try this because you, you know, it could be the one in a million time. It doesn't work, but you could drop a, a Glock from a roof and let it bounce. And the odds of those three systems happening in the sequence they have to happen to fire the weapon are statistically just anomalous. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's something to consider is your safety. Um, I argued, and then I said this, and I'm not saying it's sexist, but most of the time I'm, I have this conversation with me as a man with weapons experience, having this conversation with typically a female with no weapons experience. So I'm relating it to my at the time wife. That's also why I picked a Glock because she wasn't practicing every day on the range like I was. Cause I had, you know, sometimes we had to use our um, Beretta, which has a cocker, a decocker, a safety and all that. It has way too much crap, but I was doing that daily. Whereas my, at the time wife, she might just need to resort to muscle memory and something she saw in a movie and a Glock would be that she just had to point and pull the trigger. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So that's one thing to consider. And then another thing is also everybody, Maryland, you probably don't care about caliber and all that crap. But I would say, and you might, you'll know better, maybe Alex is do what you're comfortable with because you're buying this for you. Like I bought mine for me and I was like, I bought it for my wife to make her comfortable with it. And I knew I could do anything with it. If you're doing it for you and only you, I, I, I think most people are happy with like a nine millimeter because they're kind of user friendly. They don't like, they're not going to, um, dirty, hairy, blow your arm out or anything like that. Um, yeah, I'm a huge, I'm a huge fan of nine millimeter. Like I yeah. was always like 45 was my favorite for the longest time. Um, and I still have a soft spot for that. Um, yeah. I used to shoot competitively with the 45s, uh-huh. but, um, I, yeah, nine millimeters where it's at. Like, I don't know, uh, if they have a round restriction, like we have here, uh, where it's like a 10 round compliant mag or something yeah. like that. Yeah. But, um, if not, I mean, that's just extra rounds in your magazine so you can, uh, stay in the fight. Yeah. So Maryland, in case you don't know, also smaller bullet means you can normally put more bullets in the magazine, but in California, it doesn't matter. Like you can only have 10 rounds, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like, uh, Marilyn, the re- I had my wife do a nine miller because she was more comfortable with it. I had 45s. I'm a big 45 person because my hand is the size of like an Ewok. It's giant. So I always, I always buy 45s just because they're typically huge. Um, yeah. but any, a lot of either smaller men or inexperienced men or inexperienced women, smaller women hate 45s because it is a, it is a surprising little smack when, when you shoot it. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, 40 cal as well. Just super yeah, snappy. same. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just barely that much smaller. So that's that I would say to answer our, your questions. Um, and a lot of times I would imagine 
uh, Maryland is a lot of places you can go test their guns. Uh, a lot of gun shops have a range inside or you can go to a range and test guns that you can rent there at that range and then go to a gun shop and buy it. You know, so a lot of shops, even in California, there's a shop here, you know, Terran tactical, um, Alex, yep. but, uh, there's a shop actually down the street from that. They have an indoor shooting range, they have rental weapons, and then they have the same weapon for purchase, you know, cause it's, it's just one-stop shopping. So I would definitely go. It's, yeah. It's really important. Yeah. It, yeah. At the yeah. end of the day, like I obviously, I mean, I think Alex kind of, he strikes me the same as like, I have some brothers in the infantry world that, you know, like they masturbate to certain caliber weapons and they know the rifling of the barrel and they are insane with weapons. And I'm like, ah, you know what, just do what you like, what you're comfortable with. And especially now that I'm out of the military where I'm not told what I had to have. Like I could shoot the Beretta, uh, we could carry a 1911 or a Glock. Uh, what's the standard pretty like the 17 and the 19, the 19. Mm -hmm. Um, but at the end of the day, Maryland, get what, test them yeah so in short class <laughs> uh test what you think you want based on what alex and i are saying which is probably gonna i would at least go test a glock um just because there's less safeties or something similar where there's no safety feature and test them so start with class glock nine mil and that's kind of definitely like your best friend for any kind of situation like that is a flashlight have a yeah, flashlight God, near beautiful, you something beautiful point yeah uh, yeah, huge, beautiful point yeah. is a lot of people don't consider flashlights. I didn't tactically in, in when I was in service until uh, my holster, I didn't have a nice fancy holster yet. Be, and I never wanted to like carry one in my left hand. So I just was like, hope I never need it. Uh, but now yeah. when you're, yeah, when you're doing home defense, there's lights on, you can actually mount to the, the barrel itself. Uh, two hands, again, mm -hmm. you're asking for two hands to work at once. But yeah, that's a beautiful point uh, for home defense for sure is we all sleep at night with our lights off. So if you're going to count on, Oh, I got to dig out a flashlight or I got to find my light switch. A lot of, you're asking a lot of stuff to go wrong. So just have the flashlight and the gun hand in hand. That's yep. astonishingly good point. Um, yeah. And that's, I, I, and this is going a little extreme, uh, Marilyn, but I also at the time bought my wife a shotgun, like straight up the stuff you see in movies where, oh, you know, you and I bought that because she hated shooting it. But, I challenge any criminal to go into a house and start going into a door and then hearing a, Ch -ch -ch. You're like, you know what? I've seen enough movies. I'm going to get, I'm about to get blasted. So, Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Carol, if you're, if you're down with it, um, and I don't know how the state laws are and this isn't legal talk, but the reason I told my wife that, and this is to my father's credit is he goes, uh, psychologically, a bad guy hears that they don't want to find out if the person's willing to use it because it's really hard to miss with a shotgun. Like it's really hard. So I told my oh, it's just escalation of force. Yeah, exactly. You know, you're like, you're like, they're like, they're walking in and they're like, I have this little 38 and they hear. Shh, shh. Yeah. Ah, all right. You, nobody's nobody's <laughs> going to pack much bigger than a shotgun, you know, breaking into a house, yeah. if anything. So you definitely win that big PP contest. But then secondly, yeah, exactly. um, so it's psychologically it's terrifying. And then, um, tactically is, is for the muscle memory thing we were talking about is, yeah, there's a little bit of cocking and all that crap, depending on your state and how you can have it state stored. Um, my father, to his credit, he's a phys ER physician, and he thought of this, and I hadn't thought of it till I served, is he would put a slug, which um, for Maryland who doesn't know, shotguns typically shoot a bunch of BBs and they spread out. Uh, but you can also buy something that's this giant one bullet that comes out of the shotgun. And he would have the first round would be the shock, the um, slug, and you just aim at the door, is what he said. Like So if a burglar was breaking in, you aim at the door with that thing. It'll blow a giant hole in the door, and then you just keep aiming in the general vicinity of the bad guy 
with the regular shotgun shells and odds are you'll hit odds are you'll hit something so you don't have any aiming you don't have to have any muscle memory outside of cocking or you know charging it and pulling the trigger aiming kind of is not needed at that point and i was like that's a genius idea and uh my at the time wife liked that better than aiming a pistol uh she felt she wanted to just count on her macro skills so that might be something to consider have too, you seen shotguns uh, are scary go have you seen have you seen way of the gun Oh, it's been a long time, but I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Or she's all just like proned out, just blasting at the door. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. When <laughs> you get there, <laughs> you, yeah, you're asked to die at that point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, uh, Marilyn, if <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, you could definitely go take this as far as you want, Marilyn. Like I know one girl from college, I would have never picked her to be a gun person. Uh, to this day, every other day or so, she shoots competitively now. Uh, she's not like a gun nut, but she's very good with guns. She does competitions now. She's winning. She's winning pistols, and I would have. She would have never been that girl, but she, for some reason, she dug it. And so, you never know what you might find in this world. Um, as as far as you know, you, she bonded it for self defense. I ironically gave her almost this whole same chat, same uh, tips and advice, and next thing you know, she's doing sh- shooting competitions. So, um, do those. Uh, that's our serious part for now, I guess. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's all yeah, you get. I, and, that's uh, the maximum amount of serious. <laughs> yeah, we can only we can only talk about free balling and serious, and then we've we've tapped out at uh, what we can what we can <laughs> offer on a Sunday afternoon. Um, and like she said, and this isn't pimpy because I don't get anything out of it, but like this is something I just got new to is dry firing at home. I knew about it, and, and uh, Marilyn brought it up is how she saw it as I was pimping laser hit shooters. And for especially for states like us where there isn't a um, shooting range down the corner or you go shoot in the hills like you did in Idaho, um, this is a cool way to just get you keep keep working on your pistol skills. Um, is this laser hit shooters? Is it's really cool because it, it allows you to practice aiming and hoping you hit what you aim and uh, just keeping yourself numb not numb in a bad way but used to the process of using a weapon. So um, definitely, I'm glad you brought that up, Marilyn. Buy that obviously um yeah, dry firing yeah, is, i guess i mean i shoot yeah. i shoot quite a bit and i still i dry fire all the time yeah yeah it's exactly and I, i'm actually embarrassed it's just good practice yeah. yeah and i'm embarrassed to say I, I don't as much as i should or at all uh i have sitting right next to me within arm's reach my my laser hit shooter kit and i just haven't set it up since i moved but yeah uh for maryland for what if you don't know what dry firing is it's, it's literally obviously huge because like i would say some what is what 90% of accidental shootings is when they thought the gun wasn't loaded, you know, uh, that kind oh, of bull yeah. crap. So obviously no dry firing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. My dad, <laughs> like I said, my dad was an ER doctor and he's, he got to the point in his career. He's like, my job is to keep stupid people alive. You know, it's like, it's like, Oh, it's your fault. We're, we're trying to call the herd and you're fixing it, dad. Damn you. Um, <laughs> you and my dad actually, I'm not in a like dating way. Like, uh, Alex, I want you to meet my father. Uh, you yeah. actually get along well. <laughs> Dad, great. this is the guy I met on Instagram. I'd like you to meet Alex. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like dry like, firing I mean, for sure. Whatever started that way though. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, this one, uh, one of the people I have on the show, Jenny, uh, we literally met at an airport, but there's no way to really say we met at an airport without sa- making it sound skeezy, but we met at an yeah, airport. I don't know bad. what to say, <laughs> you know, like, um, but Maryland, yeah, buy uh, buy one of those things or just uh, Google dry firing in general. You don't necessarily have to have one of these fancy kits. But what Alex is saying is, yeah, it gets you used to 
Um, what you can do a lot of times, if you aren't used to a gun, you'll flinch and then you'll, you'll be, you'll be anticipating the shot and dry firing at home. Again, no ammo anywhere near you. You can buy fake rounds. Uh, I don't know if they're fake, but dummy rounds. So you can get used to how it works, but don't confuse yourself as to where your real rounds are and these dummy rounds and dry firing yeah. allows you to basically fake shoot. So you can just get used to your pistol, your trigger, your, you know, all the, all the stuff. Like I know, I'm sure you might do the same thing. Like some people just do it while they're fidgeting, watching TV, just practicing it and making it muscle memory and making them just get used to it. So nothing the gun does is a surprise. So, uh, yeah, yeah absolutely that's, agree. That's just, yeah. Um, the flashlight thing is a beautiful point too. So we can go down this road. We can make this turn into like, you know, Alex and Jeff gun talk every week or something. But, um, I think <laughs> sure, before we bore people to, before we turn in people to tears, we'll, uh, say, uh, like I always say with all my guests, we'll do our fake goodbye. And, um, the way this is edited, everybody will have already heard Alex play cowboy term or sex term, but now he and I got to record it. So I guess, uh, do you have any last, last words? <laughs> do you have any last words? Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. uh <laughs> no, man, I appreciate you having me on here. It's fun to, uh, fun to shoot yeah. the shit. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, this will be uh, definitely a repeat thing. Um, so yeah, thank you, Alex. We'll do this again. And in the meantime, uh, we'll, we'll fake goodbye. So goodbye. <laughs> All right, catch you later, man. And holy crap, an hour and almost 20 minutes. So you Monday folks, you got at least possibly over 20 minutes of free content on top of the hour of free content you got today. So hopefully you enjoyed this. Uh, you got something out of it. You get you see a glimmer of hope in the uh, darkness of entertainment. And check out patreon.com forward slash Jeff Bosley. Subscribe. Um, eight quarters a month. I'll hopefully give you your money's worth. And if you're new to me, uh, I genuinely believe I am your employee and I'm making this for you. So I don't take it lightly. I lose sleep, uh, time and stress making this happen because I do enjoy it, but I enjoy it because y'all enjoy it. So, uh, uh, this is help me help you help me Jerry Maguire style. So this is for you by me. It means the world to me. Uh, you even taken mo- time to listen. Feel free to share the Monday shows with your friends and family and get, maybe get them uh, hooked on the little bit of heroin that is the land of Boz. And um, thank you. If you have any questions, concerns, comment, uh, you can chime in on the Patreon page, email fans at jeffbosley.com, the Instagram pages, my pages, all the stuff you found me on. Uh, I get interactive. I copy and paste it into a note app and keep track of everything that's going on. So get a hold of me um, and <sighs> that should do it. I want to publicly, in a non-public way, thank Alex for his time on this. Uh, means the world to me to have you on here. He's definitely going to be coming back, and um, hopefully, you guys learned something from him. It was an interesting conversation. I didn't see us going that route, uh, but it's always fun. So, until then, have a great remainder of your Monday. Have an awesome Tuesday, and I will see you back here. So, uh, if you're new to it, this is new to you. If this isn't new to you, I almost lost it. But regardless, <laughs> go forth conquer, kick ass, be relentless, and adios.